on fire of passion for the team. The eyes of the baseball world will focus on Milwaukee, and talk of the inadequacies of small market baseball will give way to praise and the recollection of a time when fans lived and died with their team and the team waged battle for their fans. A time when loyalty to the grand old game was shared equally between players, owners, fans, and corporations. Selig smiles. He was the town's 35-year-old boy wonder when he brought baseball back to Milwaukee in 1970. His reward, a team to run as he saw fit. Now he stands in his new stadium, running not just his team, but also his entire sport. Selig takes one more look around the park, then walks slowly into the Brewers' dugout. He ambles through a series of tunnels and onto an elevator that brings him up to the 300 Club, where his friends and the city leaders are gathered to celebrate the place that took him almost 15 years to build. He spends a few hours there, shaking hands and accepting congratulations until word comes that he is needed back downstairs. It's time to greet the man who once believed he would become the commissioner of baseball. President George W. Bush is working his way through Miller Park's visitor's locker room surrounded by Secret Service agents and White House reporters. Just 24 hours earlier, Bush was in D.C., where the popular new president pushed Congress closer to passing his $1.35 trillion 10-year tax cut. He'd promised his old friend Buddy that he'd throw out the first pitch the night Miller Park opened, and it was a promise he planned to keep. So he'd flown into Milwaukee on Air Force One earlier this afternoon with Laura, National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice, and his Health and Human Services Secretary Tommy Thompson, the former Milwaukee governor who helped build Bud Stadium. And now Bush is doing what he loves, hanging with Major League players, sharing stories of his days running the Texas Rangers, and autographing a baseball for Hall of Famer Rod Carew, now the Brewers hitting coach. Something's wrong with this picture, me signing for you, Bush tells Carew, as he hands him the baseball. Everyone laughs. Bush is radiant in his black cowboy boots and dark slacks, a blue satin brewer's warm-up jacket pulled over a 40-pound flak vest. He's smiling broadly as he shakes hand with player after player. You've got my support in the tax cut, Cincinnati Reds pitcher Scott Sullivan tells him. It's going to be a heck of a lot bigger than anyone thought, Bush shouts back. Bush is clearly enjoying himself, Selig thinks, as he follows the president on his tour of clubhouses. The two men developed a bond when Bush joined baseball in 1989, a few months after helping his father win the White House. They had much in common. Both grew up close to their mothers and wanted desperately to impress their fathers. Both were accustomed to being underestimated, something each uses to his full advantage. And both have an abiding love for baseball. As a boy in grade school, Bush carried a bat to class every day idolized Willie Mays and talked about owning a baseball team just like his uncle, one of the original owners of the Mets. But his real dream, one of Bush's best friends told a magazine writer before the 2000 election, was to become baseball's commissioner. He wanted to be Kennesaw Mountain Landis, the friend said. I'm still convinced that's his goal. Chances are Selig has seen that article. There isn't much concerning baseball that he doesn't read, listen to, or watch. While some scoffed at the notion after Bush was elected president, but and others inside baseball know how much George W. Bush wanted to be commissioner and how close he had become. It was one of the many challenges Selig faced after Vincent's removal in September of 1992. 
Vincent is a longtime friend of the Bush family, and George openly supported the commissioner right down to the day of his forced resignation. Selig assumed control two days later, but the last thing he wanted was to alienate a friend, especially one with such powerful connections. So Selig made Bush a promise. He would support his dream to become baseball's next commissioner. It was a promise Selig would never keep. There was just too much at stake, and Bush wasn't battle-tested. The owners were preparing for another war with their players and union leader Don Fear, a war Vincent was not prepared to fight. The commissioner should represent the players and the fans as well as the owners, Vincent kept telling Selig. That's when Selig knew Vincent had to go. No, this was not the time for someone else to run his game, no matter how often he told Bush that the job could be his. Selig is sure he made the right decision back in 1992. And he is even more certain now, in 2001.